I did think it was hilarious that you change your shoes for podcasts. Oh, just in case you can see them. On a podcast. I do that for every gig as well. I always wear a heeled boot on stage and I always change my shoes because I'm always walking there. So I always change. I'm always in the green room changing my shoes before and after the gig. Oh, really? Yeah. You always wear a heeled boot on, yeah. on stage. Yeah. Has that become like a thing now like, that you have to do? It's not so. It doesn't have to be those heeled boots. They're just like the comfiest, the ones that I wear like 99% of the time. But I never, I would never wear a trainer on stage. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of How Was That For You? It is day three at The Fringe now. I know. Day three. And today I am joined by Alexandra Haddo. Hello. How are you? I'm well. <laughs> when when did you get up here? I got up here four days ago. So I had, I got up on the first, oh my God, the first train. Never let me book the course past six train in the morning ever again. 6.15 a.m. 6.15 a.m. Um, from St Pancras to King's Cross and it yeah it, I just had no sleep because obviously the, the night before I was packing till like 2am uh, and panicking and they are the most uncomfortable trains to sit on as well yeah you cannot sleep on those no. you want to but you can't I tried and I did that sort of thing where you're you're sort of half in a dream, sort of awake. So that was nice <laughs> to arrive. What's your show about this year? My show is called Not My Finest Hour. Nice. I've really, I've really hit the jackpot with the title. That, there. That's a really good name. Yeah. That's a really good name. And it's my, it's my debut hour, essentially. Yeah. And it's about, it's called that because it's about something I did uh, that I'm ashamed of, that I did wrong in my 20s. And I used to say to my friends all the time, you know, when I was justifying it, oh, I know it's not my finest hour, but, and I don't want to give it away for anyone that comes to see the show, but it's sort of about how if you do fuck up, just sort of admit it and say, sorry, stop using all this weird language and excuses yeah. about stuff. But then it's also kind of like how I came to decide that that was something I was going to do at the time. So it kind of like looks back on me growing up a bit, then when I got to there and then a little bit at the end about my life now, but it's very brief. Have you had any previews up here yet? Or are you ready to start today? I te Technically, the last two days were previews. Right, yeah. But they were, I mean, they were pretty much... They were shows. The shows, yeah. I mean, uh, yesterday I forgot my main call back, so... <laughs> I, I remember there was a show that I did once and I changed it halfway through the set. Yeah. Um, so then started to do a callback for a joke that I hadn't told. Oh, no. In, and it was only halfway through. But I realised you didn't do the first bit. Yeah. And you had to quickly change it on stage. So now the whole bit didn't make sense. Yeah. And it's the worst when you forget most oh, bits. It's so, it's so horrible because yesterday I don't think it was as good as the first one even because I came on more confident because I'd yeah. done one. Yeah. So my second one, I was like, just relax, just go a bit slower because I'm really bad at talking fast if I'm nervous. And I was way more relaxed. Uh, the start went brilliantly and then... When I realised sort of quite far into the show that I'd forgotten to do the setup for the callback, it's that horrible duality where in your head you're panicking, but you're still talking and doing your show. Do you know what I mean? Thinking, can I shoehorn this in? In like, you know, could I, could I get that setup in? But it's too far down the line at that point. So I just had to say the last line with loads of emphasis. And I mean, it was still like a three out of ten funny. Do you know what I mean? But did, with it, the, did it land? Ish. It got, it got it got a bit of a laugh, to be fair. But I think that was just because of the intonation with which I said it. Yeah. If you know what I mean. What were your preconceptions coming into this? 
I have to be honest that everybody that's done their debut hour or a full run of an hour, any hour show before, when they were talking about how intense it is, in my head I was like, shut up. Do you know what I mean? Like, we've got the best job in the world, we've got a show. And then for about a month before the fringe, I was like, oh, I'm starting to get the, like, the pressure, the, yeah. the panic, the how busy you actually are around your show. Yes. And all the stuff you have to do and all the stuff you have to make sure is okay. And then try and improve the show, try and remember the show, try to be relaxed with the show. Hey, like what time is your show? Five to seven every night. Right. So. so five to seven, mine's at 10 past six. So we're in pretty much the same boat. Yeah. So mine is you, you get up and then in the morning you're like, right, let me quickly write some notes down from what happened yesterday. Yeah. And then we're doing things like this. You're doing podcasts, you're doing interviews, you're speaking to people, you've got questionnaires to fill out. Yeah. And then before you know it, you've missed lunch and you've got to get down because you want to find out how many tickets have been sold. Exactly. Do you need to go and do some flyering? And then you end up flyering. Then you go, I've got to go and do a tech run now, run to your show, then do the show. Then before you realize it, you've just woken up and it's eight o'clock in the evening already. I said this to my friends that aren't comedians. I was like, you've got no idea how much of a time warp this place is. Yeah. The other day I was like, oh, you know, um, starting to get into the evening and it was 10 past 10. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. That's why you have a night out and you think, I'm going to head home early and it's 2am. Even even the nights you'd go home early, I was still up at 3. Yeah. Finishing the bits that I did because I thought, I'm not going to get the chance to do this tomorrow. Yeah. And I need to be as prepared as I can for the show. Yeah. Because the we've had two what two two days of previews and now this is the Friday, this is when... The official it, opening. This is the official opening. Everybody's coming up. It's going to be packed. Well, so I was, I'm trying to be good for the first sort of 10, 12 days. And that I don't mean... What do you mean, mean good? As in not go mad partying. Right. Um, because I am very social and once I'm out, you know, I can't say no. Yeah, I'll come along to this. Oh, yeah, I've got a drink. I've got no off button. I've got yeah. out where I'm like, I'm not drinking tonight. And someone says, do you want a pint? Yeah, of course I do. Exactly. Yeah, straight away. So I'm trying not to sort of go too mad for the first 10 to 12 days. In the hope that then, because a lot of my pals are coming up, but in like the sort of last week, 10 days yeah. or so, um, in the hope that basically when they come up, that I can sort of let loose for a bit. I know the show, I've yeah. done it 15 times, um, and then we can have a bit of fun. Also, I don't want my voice to go, you know, because if you're out all night sort of screaming along to music, it's a panic. Look, looking after yourself is a big, because it's a lot of shows. It's massive as well, and I'm I'm staying. I think I'm staying like a 20 minute walk home, which is also sounds stupid to say, but that's just about the right amount to sort of chill. Yes, it's just out of the madness as well, but close enough. So it's sort of like a nice. Okay, shut that off now. Go back and I've eaten a lot in bed, which is bad. So this year, because I've got so much more to do. Yeah. I'm 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 binging less. Yeah. And because of, uh, I say that, it's day four. I've done it for four days. I know, yesterday I was like, I'm really proud that I haven't drank yet. And I was like, it's day three. Yeah. And then I had three drinks last night. Well, I'm also like, this is why I really enjoy doing this podcast. Because we get to reference this back in 12 days and go, remember when we said we were going to be clean? Yeah. And we turn up and I'm like, I'm really hungover. Yeah. <laughs> it's been four days since I, I haven't been, been to bed. So. <laughs> I haven't been to bed in three days. <laughs> How were your previews before this? When did you when did you feel ready that you were like, right, I'm ready to do this show? Genuinely the night before I came up. Oh, really? I had a preview on the 31st of July and it went really well. And I just sort of relaxed 
and it was great. Is that when it felt like, this is a show now? Yeah, I had one about 10 days before that that was really, really good yeah. as well. And that sort of spurred me on. I was like, there's still a bit to do. But I, I think I'm still going to tweak the show as it goes along as well. You always will. Mostly because it keeps you interested as well, I think. Different things will happen as well. There'll be audience interactions that you won't have seen coming from yeah. before. And then you go, that's going to go in the show. There'll be things that are relative to the show that just happen that you add into it. Definitely. There'll be toppers. It, it, it will always extend and then you'll start cutting other bits down. Yeah. And it will become so gang heavy. You're going to do this 30 times. It's going to make it... By the end of this, you go, I've got a bulletproof hour now. Yeah, exactly. Your first show. How long did you spend writing this? I decided I was going to do it in like around Christmas, New Year kind of thing. Yeah. And then I... I wouldn't say... I, I kind of like fleshed out what I wanted to actually do yeah. in kind of January time. And then I, there's, because there's not a lot of old stuff in it. And, and even for my 45, it's nothing like my 45 last year. Some people have kind of built on their 45. Okay. Mine's completely different. I, I wanted to not use club material. Oh yeah, that's a good, yeah. What I found when I was, because I, I researched before I even started writing my first hour. Yeah. And I looked at a load of comedians that either had like sort of specials out now or when they did their first hour. And it was basically three 20 minute club sets put in. Yeah. But what they found was after the fringe, they have no material. Yeah. Cause you've used all your club you've stuff. You've used all of your club stuff. It's now being burnt. It's on Netflix. It's on TV. Yeah. You can't see it anymore. And they're like, oh, panic. I've got no material. Yeah. So I thought, I don't want to be in that position. So I, I used, there was maybe 20 minutes out of uh, my club stuff that I then, I thought I'll use that, but then wrote the show. And even on this one, this, I'm not, I'm not using any of my club stuff in this, in my new show, which was a great idea. Once I finished writing it, I was like, I've, I've finished, I finished writing. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, I've got to learn it. That was, I think, that one of the hardest parts. And, and still, I've, I've not, Apart from missing one callback, I've not fucked it up yet. But I think for, for us, we're used to, you know, having a little library in our head yeah. in a Club 20 of bits that we like, bits that we're going to use. We do a sort of vague plan. And then if the audience are like really not going for sort of dirty stuff or whatever, yeah. you'll change it, you'll take that one out, you'll put that one back in. It's like a little, you know, like a CD changer. But with your hour, you know, we're not actors. We, we, and we have to learn sort of an hour I know it's not a script script but sort yeah. of an hour script and I truly only I think finally learned it all like a week before I came up it's the start of the month the start of the fringe we're going to document the whole thing and what I'm really looking forward to seeing is how you think about the fringe in 10 days compared to how you think about it right now yeah what's your predictions of how you think this is going to go I think and I, I think he's actually going to be quite up and down for me. I think, and I'm pretty level-headed. I'm not very, not. I don't mean I'm not very emotional in a, an actual emotion sense, but I'm not very dramatic yeah. in that sort of sense. I think I'm quite a strong head, you know, and I, I can put things in perspective and stuff like that. But I think you just, you'd be very hard pushed to not get in your own head a little bit with yeah. the amount of sort of pressure and concentration you're putting on yourself. So, but I just, I hope that by the end, I'm just enjoying doing the show, selling it out. People are laughing. That is what I've just got to keep in my head. 
Have you thought about or are you thinking about any of the awards? I don't think I am the type of comedian that gets nominated for the awards. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean I'm even talk I'm talking about a couple of sort of serious issues in my show, but there's no 40 minute mark sort of poignancy. I think those are overrated. Maybe, but I think that's what the I think that's sort of what the awards tend to gravitate towards. Uh, one one thing I like even last year, I didn't want a sub story. Yeah, that's it, exactly what yeah. Do you know what? Even when I'm watching Britain's Got Talent X Factor, any of these reality TV competitions, the moment someone gets on there with a sub story, I switch off. Yeah, exactly. That's what I didn't want to do. So, well, there's one really serious sort of bit in my show, like topic wise in my show, and it's been really difficult to not get audiences to tense up yeah. with it because I'm trying to genuinely do a comedic bit about it. So, this year, the show that I'm doing was just about having fun. Yeah. And I wanted that last year as one. Well. I think I achieved it last year where I was like, I just want people to come into the theatre and have an hour where they can forget everything. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's what I want from comedy. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. Yeah, I, I want to laugh. Yeah. I don't, I don't want... Uh, uh, so there's, there's types of jokes where I'm like, oh, yeah, and they make you think. And I'm like, I like those ones. Same. Or the I, ones yeah. where you're like, oh, I remember when you did that. Those are fun. Yeah. But I don't want to be preached to. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah, I just want. I want to go. I want to. I want to laugh for an hour. Absolutely. I don't mind if the odd thing makes you think. Oh yeah, I never thought about that. Or, or that's you know made me think about something that I hadn't considered before. I don't mind that. But exactly, exactly that. I well, don't. I never thought about it that way. Exactly. My favourite types of comics are, are the ones that say things that no one else can say. Yeah. And that's a show that no one else can really do. Like when you go to my finest hour, that's a situation. It's, it's you. But yeah, very, it's it's all true. Do you remember the point where you go from open mic to pro circuit? Yeah, it's and, mad. And you're on the bill with pro circuit people. Yeah, and you just think, how the fuck am I here? What am I doing? Yeah. And then you realise that your set was average. <laughs> Fully. Like, not bad. And you're you really the... pulling out the gold. Yes. Yeah. Like you're like, right, give it... I remember, I remember being told, um, just, you want to come down and give us, give us your best five. I was like, I'm going to give you my only five. Yeah. <laughs> don't have any more than this. Please don't ask me to do any longer. I, I remember there was, um, my I, went, I was out in Rotterdam doing a comedy festival. And at that point I had, I had, I had a solid 20 minute set. Great. And then we, we got there and there was a whole big fuck up with the planes and they were asking, they said to the comics, can you come, can you do another set? There's meant to be two of you on and the MC. Both of them can't get here. Do you want to do the other set? And Friday, I didn't have a chance to think. So I went, don't worry, we'll pay you for all three sets. I went, yes. I just, I heard the money, I went, yes. And then I thought, oh, brilliant, triple pay. And it was only as I was walking to the, to the theater, I thought, you haven't got 40 minutes. <laughs> I was like, what, what are you, I was thinking, what, what am I going to do? What are you going to do? You've said yes now. Did you do crowd work? Oh, uh, that's where I learned more about crowd work, but I walked on stage and, and I said, hi, um, I introduced myself as I look, here's how it's meant to work. There's meant to be an MC, there's meant to be um, me as the act, and there's meant to be another act as well. Um, unfortunately, the other acts can't get here. The planes are all screwed. 
So it's just me doing the show. And it got a nice round of applause. Said, however, <laughs> I've only got 20 minutes. So what I'm going to need you guys to do is to laugh for twice as long as you were going to. <laughs> and I'm going to deliver it half the speed. <laughs> and that's what I did for the first sort of 10 minutes. And if someone told a joke, I'll just look at my watch. Yeah. And then encourage them, keep going, keep note. Now, okay, now next joke. Yeah. And we made it a thing that I just didn't have the material. But then out of that, I got material. Exactly. Yeah. Then you relaxed if it, they were nice. It, it yeah. It's that sink or swim yeah. nerves, which I actually quite enjoy. Genuinely, the, the preview that I did 10 days ago that made me learn it, I was still, I had my laptop on stage with me, but I wasn't reading off it. I was just sort of like checking I'd got everything, but I was still using it as a crutch. I can't do that. Well, I, it's difficult. It's, it's, I realise it's more difficult doing that than it is to just have bullet points. Yes, yeah, um, my place. I'm, yeah, same. And I'm like three weeks in, I haven't said a word. Yeah. For five minutes because I'm trying to scroll through. Exactly. So I, 10 days before the Fringe, I did a preview and it maybe even less than that, actually, like six days before the Fringe. And I, uh, the, I, the laptop didn't work when I went up there. So I just had to do it off yeah. the cuff and I did it. No. And I was like, thank God that didn't work. Exactly, because now you know that you can. Exactly, yeah. Do you still get nervous? Yes, but only if it's something new. Right. So I wasn't actually as nervous as I thought I was going to be for my first show here. Um, but, I, but I think I was almost more nervous even just doing the tech run because I was like in the room. Yeah. I could visualise it. I was like, okay, this is what it's going to be like. But I, I, yeah, I get nervous if I'm doing, you know, the the biggest gig I've ever done or if I was doing my first time at Leicester Square Theatre or my first time so yeah then I do yeah or if I know somebody is in the audience that I want to impress then I get a bit nervous that, that's why I like not knowing who's I, in. yeah I've said to not this fringe to never tell me who's in no matter how much I try to tell myself just do this as a, a gig yeah I, I act differently I'm a bit more I always my sort of analogy is it's like when somebody's watching you type you make more mistakes yes because you know they're watching. So I just hate anything like that. So yeah, for this, as of today, I'm not gonna be even like hiding in the tech booth when people are coming in. I don't wanna see anyone right. in case I recognize somebody big or whatever. Because of the way that I walk on stage, um, I can't see anyone. I have to be tucked away backstage. Yeah, no, I, I can technically be in the room and you wouldn't really see me, um, but I don't even wanna be that because there's a, there's maybe, I don't even want to say who it is, uh, just in case she doesn't come, but there's a, a woman coming from um, a very famous 90s sketch show to my show, and I don't know what day she's coming. Do you know what? You've, those are like massive clues, because we're going woman, 90s sketch. Exactly. You pretty much know what it's it is. Like exactly. So I just don't want to say, just in case she doesn't come, but I said to my agent, don't tell me what which day yeah. she's coming on. But I just really hope that she's not sat, you know, front and centre and I'm like, oh. I've seen people sometimes clock them and been like, oh, fuck, and then just had to put it to the back of my mind. Yeah. And also those people are people that I'm... See, I'm always worried about my friends heckling, but then good friends don't heckle no. because they know what you're into. But I'm never going to... People people that I know, like, I want to come see you, but you're going to pick on me. I was like... I'm not. That's the you're immune if I know you. If I, if I know you, you know too much. Yeah. You you've got all the ammunition to to get me back. Exactly. And I always think it alienates an audience when you talk to somebody that you know. Yeah. In the crowd, unless it's 
really like done in a really specific way or something because it makes it feel cliquey yes so they're like oh they know that person that person's already in you know they're not we're not kind of an anonymous force in a way so your show is the topic of regret is in the show yeah what's a regret or an incident you've got that isn't in the show um oh yeah okay here you go my best friend had a house party and a guy that i'd always fancied at uni uh was we basically he'd had a girl i'd had a boyfriend then he'd had a girlfriend you know what i mean like it yeah. never sort of happened and then we, we were texting a bit we'd bumped into each other in london years later and then uh, we were going to go for like, a drink that week but me and my friend have this thing called shagged him on a Tuesday or shagged him on the Tuesday and it's basically when like you know when you're actually excited about having a date with someone that's you know that's not like a random off an app or anything yeah. there's actually a bit of history or something you know you'll plan a date for the Friday and then you'll get two pissed on the Tuesday and text each other and like ruin it and just have you know yeah. go and sleep with them and you'll be like oh we had this nice date plan and everything and now the sort of you know the tension's taken out of that or whatever but um I did basically that I was supposed to go for a drink with him the week after and then I invited him to this house party that my friend, because I was got pissed, invited him. And it was on like a Saturday night and we were both, he arrived and I was absolutely wasted and so was he. And the party sort of uh, simmered down and he'd just broken up with his girlfriend. So he was sleeping on his friend's sofa at the time while he looked for a flat. Yeah. And I was living with some friends that had a kid um, temporarily while I was waiting for my new flat. Because, you know, like two months between tenancies or whatever. And so their only rule was like, don't bring anyone back, which is completely fair. And because they had, they had a baby and stuff. And so he was like, oh, we, you know, we started like getting off with each other all around the party. And then we tried to like find somewhere to, uh, you know, make love um, in the party. How can you go from we were getting yeah. off to <laughs> that's make me, love? That was me trying to say it nicely. Tried to find uh, somewhere to, to, you know, take it further. And I said to him, I said to this guy, I was like, we can't go to back to mine because it's not mine you know I can't yeah. stay there and he was like well we can't go back to mine I don't even have a room like I'm literally staying on my mate's sofa kind of thing um, and in my sort of drunken brain what I decided was that we would just do it in the hallway of the house so we like started to leave the house and I um, <laughs> so bad I was so drunk but in my head still trying to be safe which yeah. I think is a good thing Yeah. Um, took, a, took a condom out of my bag and tried to standing up and we're both I mean, literally incoherent by this point, tried to administer it onto him. But obviously he'd had like a million pints and it was like trying to, you know, when you're trying to put a pillow in the pillowcase and it's just, it's just not, it's just not going in because it's, you know, uh, it was very much that situation. So it didn't happen. Um, and then the, I think I'd like, well, I know I just left the sort of condom on the floor unused. And we just, do you know that scene in Friends where Ross and Rachel get married and then they go out of the okay. church like that? Yes. That was me and him, right? I'd fancied him for years. I'd fancied him for so long. Did you go out for a drink with him the following? Never went out for a drink with him, ever. That was the last time I saw him. We both just went like that, separate ways. And the next day, my best friend uh, called me. She said, oh, my God. One of, um, you know, like her friend, I can't remember what her name was, like Sarah. One of Sarah's, like, awful druggy mates has obviously left a condom in the hallway. How disgusting. Can you imagine? And I said, I don't have to imagine because that was me. Oh. <laughs> she was like, as if. And I was like... No, it was. And then I told her the story and she was cracking up. She was like, what did you think you were going to do if you had got it on him? I was like, I don't really know, to be honest. <laughs> Flaccid, drunk penis. Yeah, we call him Condom Josh now, forevermore. 
And it wasn't even his fault, honestly. He was, he was, I could, he could barely stand. No, that, God if, love you, him. if you're, if you're that drunk, like, yes, yeah. it's, it's not worked. No, and it would have been awful as well, even if he could have yeah. performed. It would have been really, yeah. really bad. So, sorry, Josh. Hope you're watching. Okay, so it's now we, we've got, um, we'll, we'll have you back on next week. Yeah, seven days' time. Seven Let's see how it's gone. And see what happens over the next seven days. And then I can help, hopefully, tell you if the, the 90s sketch show actress has come in. Yes. By then. Yes. I think it is in the next week. And then you can, oh, if it's in the next week, then you can tell us exactly. who it is. Exactly. Yes. If people haven't already guessed. Yeah. And, well, that'd be quite nice. People leave your comments. Yeah. Guess who, yeah. Guess who it is. Drop a comment. Who do you think it's going to be? You've got all of the clues. Yeah. It's got, and it's not a huge pool. And then, so we're going to be, we'll speak, we'll sit down and find out who it was, what they thought. If they thought it was rubbish. Importantly, <laughs> How was that for you? Exactly. I'm looking forward to it. See you in seven days. <laughs> <laughs>